but he is very unhappy to see others in trouble. Palaam Maharaj said, My Lord, I have no personal problems, for I have learned how to glorify your transcendental qualities, and thus enter a trance of ecstasy. I do have a problem, however, for I am simply thinking of these rascals and fools, who are busy with Mayasukha, temporary happiness, without knowledge of devotional service unto you. This is the problem faced by a Vaishnava. Because a Vaishnava fully takes shelter of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, he personally has no problems, but because he is compassionate to the fallen, conditioned souls, he is always thinking of plans to save them from their hellish life in this body and the next. Kariti Maharaj therefore anxiously wanted to know from Sukhadeva Goswami how humanity can be saved from gliding down to hell. Sukhadeva Goswami had already explained how people enter hellish life and he could also explain how they could be saved from it. Intelligent men must take advantage of these instructions. Unfortunately, however, the entire world is lacking crystal consciousness and therefore people are suffering from the grossest ignorance and do not even believe in the life after this one. To convince them of the next life is very difficult because they have become almost mad in their pursuit of material enjoyment. Nevertheless, our duty, the duty of all same men, is to save them. Maharaj Guruji is a representative of one who can save them. And to make it more obvious to me, this is on the 
next page in purple. <laughs> this beautiful picture of the Prabhupada said uh, to jump over and not discuss Sri <laughs> Prabhupada to have visibility to some degree or another. And this um, personifying to the greatest degree this political duty and how we can follow in his footsteps to, um, uh, to do that would be an obvious choice given all the hints that I'm getting here. So, um, so basically, the, as we will see in this chapter, uh, you know, the whole world is in ignorance. So many of them don't even believe in the next life. Um, and they, they take the very um, suffering condition they're in now as a form of happiness. Um, basically, the happiness in this world is mentioned in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. Happiness in this world is all a relief from suffering. We need a little relief from suffering. That's the best you get for happiness in this world. So it's something. So therefore, the Chaitanya Charitamrita describes there's sometimes a punishment where they take uh, someone, uh, they dump their head under the water until they almost think they're going to die, and the pain in their lungs, and then they put them up. And they take a big breath and go, oh, how happy. And then they push them back down Happiness in this world is like that, so they, they not the very foolish person would take that sort of that little breath in, the, in between all the punishment that's happened. And the, the whole thing is a suffering condition. And um, many of them, even if they follow religious scriptures, thinking Thank you. 
substance is bliss itself. And why so it doesn't have to be. But the soul expands that bliss unlimitedly by coming into contact with the Supreme Soul, who is the reservoir of all bliss. So for the soul, this eternal happy position is in the spiritual world in relationship with the Supreme Soul. But they do not know that. But this verse is describing that still, because people are interested in self-sense gratification, the Vedas do regulate them so they don't end up in hellish conditions. And that is a very slow process over many, many, many lifetimes, and especially in Kali Yuga, uh, it's practically impossible to follow the rules and regulations. So therefore, in this purple book, so therefore, if people are following a religious process properly, uh, or moral codes, or any sort of self-sacrifice for the benefit of others, one should applaud that. One should encourage that. Even people who are in the army, sometimes they, you know, there's some people go to the army because they just want to kill people and inflict violence. But some people go into you know, the, the, the armed forces, you know, because they actually firmly believe that they're actually protecting innocent people. So they're prepared to give up their life for the benefit of others. Uh, some people, you know, there's all sorts of charities. Some people, uh, you know, like to give food, some of things. They may not be giving prasadam, but it's a selfless act. So all these things lead to Krishna consciousness. That's mentioned in the 12 chapters of Bhagavad Gita. So they should be applauded. It's a gradual process. Um, but here, at the end of this uh, verse, Prabhupada says, Although the ignorant man is not to be disturbed in his activities, a slightly developed Krishna conscious person may directly be engaged in the service of the Lord without waiting for other Vedic formulas. For this fortunate man, there is no need to follow the Vedic rituals, because by direct Krishna consciousness one can have all the results one would otherwise derive from following the prescribed duties. And um, so, actually, for those who want to uh, help people in this material world, uh, the Vedas say, you can, if you know the purpose of the Vedas, is to please the Supreme Lord, and serve the Supreme Lord, if you do that, then all living entities and yourself are automatically benefited. So instead of trying to save, doing altruistic, altruistic, philanthropic work, uh, one should try to save the soul. And as Prabhupada gives the example, one should not, uh, you know, one um, should not save the dress of a person who's drowning, but save the drowning man himself. And, that, and therefore the process of doing that, protecting people from the um, material element 
its material uh, nature, is described in Bailey Year 314 that um, when Lord Krishna is worshipped, the demigods who are different limbs of the Lord are also automatically worshipped. Therefore, there is no separate need to worship the demigods. For this reason, the devotees of the Lord who are in Krishna consciousness offer food to Krishna and then eat, a process which nourishes the body spiritually. By such action, not only are past sinful reactions in the body vanquished, but the body becomes immunized to all contamination of material nature. When there is an epidemic disease, an antiseptic vaccine protects a person from the attack of such an epidemic. Similarly, food offered to Lord Vishnu and then taken by us makes us sufficiently resistant to material affection, and one who is accustomed to this practice is called a devotee of the Lord. Therefore, a person in Krishna consciousness who eats only food offered to Krishna can counteract all reactions of past material infections which are impediments to the progress of self-realization. On the other hand, one who does not do so continues to increase the volume of sinful action and this prepares his next body to resemble hogs and dogs to suffer the resultant reactions of all sins. The material world is full of contamination and one who is immunized by accepting Krishna on the Lord, food offered to Vishnu is safe from the attack, whereas one who does not do so becomes subject to contamination. So, here, and of course this is part of Prit Maharaja's question, and, um, and the answers that will be given by Sukhadeva Goswami uh, in this discussion is that how do we stop what is the easiest process for stopping the general mass of people from becoming hogs and dogs or going to the hellish planets? And the Vedas prescribed a whole range of kriyasita uh, or atonement, one must atone. Those processes of atonement are very, very severe, especially for people who are attached to living the good life of sense gratification. And then, you know, that then they have to, uh, it's very hard for them to perform any sort of difficulty, and the atonements are very difficult. Apart from that, because their hearts always remain pure, they, as soon as they've atoned, uh, they confess their sin, done some penances, some Hail Marys. Again, they're back into the, uh, you know, the same business, as Prabhupada said, he said, of Christianity. It's a Sunday Monday business. A Sunday you confess. You do some fancy. Monday back to the same business. Mm -hmm. So, therefore, uh, but Prashada immunizes one to the point where it frees one from sinful reactions. One doesn't have to take birth as a dog or a hog or go to the head and hell but it also purifies the heart to the point where one gradually is placed in, uh, with some higher taste coming from the bliss of the soul, where one loses one's taste for these pale things. So that process 
is being recommended, something that can actually follow. Here, of course, in the previous uh, canto, Sri Goswami has described the um, hellish uh, you know, planets, and not everyone goes to those hellish planets. You know, people can become, can become, uh, you know, if they're sinful, they're drinking wine, and eating meat, and things. They can take up the human birth, which is a lot of suffering. They can, if they're more simple, then they go into the animal species sometimes for a few births. These are mentioned in some scriptures, you might say, they take three births, uh, or seven, and then back to the animal. If they're very simple, they may be cast down. As Christian says, and you the very lowest species of life. When there is excess sinful activity, it can't be you know, uh, burned up in so many lifetimes of something like that, and one goes to the other planet. But what you do see is that people who preach religion these days do not know the easy process of counteraction by devotional service of the Supreme Lord, eating prasad, chanting his holy name, etc. They don't know that process. And they do engage people in very severe punishments and atonements for discretions on the path of spiritual life, but still, despite those uh, very um, extremely harsh, even violent um, methods to try and get people to follow different principles, none of it works. So, for instance, in some of the, um, uh, you know, Southeast Asia, you know, the young boys and girls, teenagers, are not able to associate. And if they catch them so associated, they beat them. They beat them with canes and they put them in charge. You know, if you get caught, you are going to get punished badly. But despite all of that, they can't stop a young boy and a young girl, and that's a teenager, from getting here. It's not possible. No matter how they beat them, they, they will risk their life. They will risk the They will risk coming to jail. But you cannot stop them. And uh, so, um, uh, but, you know, and they quote, the justification is, you do this, you go to hell, and you will suffer a terrible damnation. I'm actually doing you a favor. So very, very harsh, but actually, um, there is a process of, of um, let's say, removing both the sinful reactions and also removing the desire to commit sinful activities. And that process is very enjoyable. And that's called Christian consciousness. So, and this of course is what Srila Prabhupada, therefore, um, the leaders of the world who want to actually help people have to be conversant with all the scriptures scriptures for moral codes and they have to be 
conversed with the spiritual scriptures. Uh, that, that's described, the Kalpah describes that in um, 3.22. And this is, this is the nature of the Kalpah, that he can discuss, you know, he could discuss with the Muslims, with the Christians, and they'll begin to discuss something, they'll present their philosophy, and Kalpah will question, where is that written? In their own philosophy. Where is that written in the Quran? That is not there. Why are you saying that? Where is that in the Bible? He knew of the scriptures. You could speak to him on any philosophy and he would, because he understood. Yes, that should be accepted, but not that. Why are you speaking this nonsense? But no. So actually one has to know the Vedas and how to present, you know, the revealed scriptures, the highest spiritual realizations and process in the face of uh, the foolish arguments of those who are presenting religion, moral codes, one has to understand both perfectly and that in order to cut through the ignorance and the nonsense and get the real message out. Not that uh, so therefore in verse twenty two it describes that um, uh, verse twenty one the same third chapter Yadyala Chiji says that Ratrobinaha Saya Kaman Guruji Lokas Tabati. Whatever action great man performs, common men follow. And whatever standards he sets by example acts, all the world pursues. And he starts this purpose, the people in general always require a leader who can teach the public by practical behaviour. At the end of his purpose, he says this, all such natural leaders have a great responsibility to their dependents. Therefore they must be conversant with standard books of moral and spiritual codes. So, because people will present their moral codes in their books, but they they can be, they should be followed, where it's actually giving them some progress to the right goal. But those moral and religious codes should not be followed if they're actually misrepresenting the scriptures and blatantly encouraging sense gratification, violence and obstruction on the path of progress. So one has to be able to recognise that. And, that. Um, and one has to be able to implement that in the practical life. So, therefore, basically, as we can see here, such a person is the Vaishnava. And until a person comes in contact with a Vaishnava or a Vaishnavi, uh, they're, they're, they're still uh, 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 taking one birth after another despite their uh, moral codes, despite their religiosity and, and, and standards and what have you. 
they still taking bit one birth after another because all of it is not based upon the soul and the soul's eternal relationship with the Supreme Soul. And unless we come to that position, uh, one cannot remain fixed on any path. One will always be diverted somehow to some subtle or gross material enjoyment. So one has to come in contact with the Vaishnava who is fixed in self-realization of their understanding of the spirit soul and fixed in their understanding of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, have eternal relationship with him and activities on the spiritual path in relation to the Lord which protect us in this world and take us back to the spiritual world. Therefore, um, Akura, in his uh, note Akura, uh, all over the world, people offering prayers and chanting different uh, you know, verses from the scriptures. The Kura achieved perfection by doing the same thing, offering prayers, the essence of verses, and the essence of his verses is that one has to, if one is fortunate to come in contact with the pure devotee. That will uh, attract the Lord's mercy, then the Lord will allow that person to associate with pure devotees and serve them, and that will allow them to attain uh, full uh, God realization, self realization, perfection. So, in, in one of his verses, he repeats this a couple of times, but this is a Akura, um, chapter 10, chapter 40, chapter 28. Being thus fallen, I am approaching your lotus feet, O Lord, Krishna. Because although the impure can never attain your feet, I think it is nevertheless possible by your mercy. Only when one's material life has ceased, O Lotus and the Lord, can one develop consciousness, consciousness of you by serving the pure devotees. So, Shri Chakravarti gives this purport to summarize the points. The process of coming in contact with the devotee, getting the Lord's mercy, serving the devotee, like that. What is that exact? step-by-step process. He says that Vishnu Chakravarti of course is Kuru Pray. Though what I have said about myself is true, I surrender unto you. This surrender is hard, hard to attain to the impure. So even people who follow religion, you don't see them surrendering to God. It's for some of the other impure purposes related to the material world. But it is surely possible if I attain your mercy. Krishna asks, When will you get my mercy? The Kura replies, O Lotus and One, when one worships your pure devotees, consciousness of you develops. Krishna, when will that happen? Akura, when a person's material life is finished. Krishna, 
But I just want some tears of life in A clover, when he receives a call to mercy. So, Richard Chakravani report summarizes that a bit. By this reasoning, first, there is the causeless mercy of the pure devotees. So the pure devotees, they know that people are not going to, you know, race to the devotee, you know, all the people, you, you walk around the street to the back of the gear, no one's going to stop you and say, oh, can you think of something about the gear? You've got a gear in your hand. Oh, can we sit for a minute and just have a chat? I've had a couple of hours to spare. I was going to work, but I'm going to stop that. I just want to sit in there. No one's going to do that. So, but, somehow, if one has done some little service unknowingly to the devotees, or unwillingly, devotees go out, sell the book, didn't really want the book, gave me some money, put it at home, sat there. But, that little devotion service purchasing one of our books will give fruit that Krishna will give the mercy that this person I will bring into the association of the I will give them that uh, incentive to come into their association in a mood to hear. So, as you said, by this reason, first it's the causeless mercy of pure body. So it all begins with some, the Yamas of pure body, they are traveling all over the world. The Prabhupada traveled the world. You know, at the age of uh, 70 to 80, 82, traveled the world, uh, traveled the continent 12 times. Uh, 10 times in 12 years, establishing 108 temples and distributing thousands of books which are unbelievable. Uh, how many people come into contact with him in that time? Millions and millions. Still today, you know, it's still today, I quite often go into the homes of different people and they tell me, I saw Christ. My grandfather, my mother saw it. And I can understand from that point that whole family is being drawn in by Christian mercy. Somehow. The tiniest little association. And it says, um, followed by the beginning of cessation of material life. So that's when our material life begins to finish. That little egalitarian. Then by serving pure bodies, one develops Christian consciousness. Christian arrangement, you can have the opportunity to associate in service. Uh, and he says this sequence has been previously described. So, previously, in the previous chapter, the Kura offered a whole lot of prayers, he came to the same conclusion. He only would come to the same conclusion, <laughs> which is the essence of all understanding of the scriptures. So, now, therefore,
at its Vaishnava. And so they're not really happy about it. Prabhupada was in Vrindavan, he could chant, he could chant and be in complete bliss and ecstasy, just like Prahlad Maharaj, enjoy Prashad, and he could go to Vasi. A pure devotee, a Shri Bhakti Siddhanta Sarah, what they call. He just can't go back to Gopi. He could sit in Radhishnama Bhagavatam daily. He had nothing to worry about. So he left that position. And of course, <coughs> the example is not just for the general mass of people, but the example Shri Prabhupada was also for the devotees. That we should follow the move Shri Prabhupada and become part of the Duki. That's our duty. Actually, it's not so much optional, but if you're saying, and you understand Shri Prabhupada, what he wants us to do is our duty. So, um, now, that move, of course, uh, when people do come into contact with Krishna consciousness, of course, we have a tendency sometimes to take the Christian consciousness in the same way we take from any other religious process. That what's in it for me? So that's natural. Um, and one of the things that the devotees do is that we teach people, if you want to be really happy, just do what I'm doing and you'll be happy. So the devotee has to be happy. If devotees who agree has to life, they have to be happy. They have to be so expert, the wife's happy, the husband's happy, the children are happy, the parents are happy, and all the neighbors are happy. And then people think, I want to be a devotee like that. Now, so here, the devotee's mood is unhappy to see the unhappiness of others. I'm not seeking my own happiness because I don't have any problems. But for the sake of pleasing Krishna, they will take the happy position. So we were discussing in the 10th canto about um, culture. The queens of uh, Dwarka and the Gopis of Vrindavan. Now, of course, Sri Prabhupada is uh, following the footsteps of the Brajavasis, the highest of the Gopis. And that was taught by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who also exemplified Parabhupadukhi, one who, whose happiness was in the happiness of uh, helping others to come to Krishna consciousness. And <coughs> that is the he is in the mood of Radharani and Radharani's mood is that you know she becomes happy to see others doing service. Uh, she becomes, she's she's thinking, you know, what what am I doing for Krishna? Uh, you know, if this soul does some service to Krishna and Krishna becomes happy then uh, that is my happiness. She, she has that mood. So, Kujana, she engaged in Krishna's service, but her mood was, I shall enjoy 
happiness through my service to Krishna. And, uh, the emotional mood of Krishna Shalom Joy is not quite developed, but the Java is pointing out that such a mood is not don't follow that. It gets you in all sorts of trouble. Especially on the imitating um, being a lover of Krishna can get you in all sorts of trouble. But Kunja's position is that she would become purified and actually develop the love for Krishna. That. But, but it's just showing that you know, that is the beginning process anyway. The queens of Dwarka, their love for Krishna is very elevated. That they take happiness in Krishna's happiness. But the gopis, they do not care for their own happiness. They only care for Krishna's happiness. They're prepared to go to hell but Krishna shall be happy. And we know the different pastimes. But, as the challenge point out, if, it, if their being happy brings Krishna's happiness, then they'll take that happy position. So therefore, The you know, in the Chaitanya Rita describes that the devotees they splash around in the ocean of Dhananda Uyvarana. The Sankatan movement is an ocean of Nectar. There's Vishalam, there's festivals. But we're not so much interested in our own relishing of the facilities of the Prashadam of the um, you know the temple facilities, the festival facilities. But the devotees certainly want to set the example of how to enjoy such happiness. Otherwise how do people follow? So there are many devotees who are interested in the facilities of Krishna consciousness, the uh, byproducts love byproducts. But we want them to be attractive. That's, not, that's a good thing. We want them to be attractive. The elevated body is not envious of another person if they see, oh, this person is very happy in their service. They want that. And if I body, they see another devotee enjoying some nice service, they're thinking, oh, how is that that this person? You know, why should they be enjoying the best players for making garments? Whatever it is. Why should they why should they have that opportunity to do that service? What is that? They need for Competition, but the elevator following the footsteps of Prabhupada, following the footsteps of Prabhupada, if they see that the devotees are really happy, they have some facility, some service, some position, whatever, then okay. 
And that is wonderful. That they tighten this process, and by that process, and the material things will gradually be purified, like that, and, uh, and gradually that will go back to Godhead. And that will attract so many opportunities like that. But for Srila Prabhupada, he had temples all over the world, but he didn't go to the temple to enjoy himself. He went there to show us how to be blissful. Through the facility that Krishna and Prabhupada had made for us to enjoy. Prabhupada said, if my spiritual master had asked me to go preach in the forest, I would have gone to the forest. But he didn't. He asked me to go to the west. So I went there. Prabhupada didn't go to the west and make so many temples or have you know, a nice facility to enjoy like that. When the Mahaprasha comes, I will be the first in line. <laughs> he would have gone to the forest. The, the Guru is happy, and that is a way to somehow uh, respect Krishna and will be there. Anyway, so that is Paragrupa Dukhi. We follow in the footsteps of Srila Prabhupada, and in this way we can also become Paragrupa aspiring Paragrupa Dukhi, and, uh, and uh, make then Krishna. Krishna really loves that movie because it's a Brajan Basi movie. And the movie Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So I'll leave it there if anyone has any questions or comments. Oh, good.